0: This is Kat from Redeemed and Lay, and today I'm here with Danny, Giselle, and Shaylee. And for today's topic, we will be talking about suicide.
1: Hey guys, uh, just like Kat said, welcome back uh, to The Encounter. Um, today we're going to speak about something like very, let's um, see this, very uh, touchy. Yes, very sensitive. I think we should almost, you do like a little trigger alert, right? Um, so I think I think the first thing I wanted to read is uh, 1 Corinthians 3.17. And it says, uh, if anybody, let's just, let me just find it right here. First Corinthians 317. And it says, if anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is holy and you are that temple. So look, I think, I think the first thing we have to understand about, about suicide. And, um, I'll be honest. Um, I can only tell you guys what the Bible says. Cause I have never experienced like a full, um, feeling of suicide. Like, like i've had my days that i say oh you know i'm better off not being alive or i'm better off you know when you were younger and your dad yeah. yells at you for you know doing something like like that's i've gotten those but i've never gotten to the point where i'm actually like contemplating and i'm like you know maybe i should overtake these pills you know and like like I, i've never gotten to that point so the only thing i can go through is is the bible and i think the first thing that that we have to understand is where is your mental health at I think that's your number one thing. And and your mental health actually goes down to where your soul is at. We say mental as in in your head, but it's actually your soul. In Psalms, uh, David says, um, he says, uh, Please, soul, soul, uh, worship and be grateful to God because he has freed you. He has healed you from your sicknesses. So he's talking to his soul about his sicknesses. So there are sicknesses in our soul, which are called depression, anxiety, anxiety. Sadness, you guys can continue going on. Um, but uh if it, it all I think it all depends on what we let these sicknesses do. You see what I'm saying to our yeah. body? Like like for example, if you have gangrene of you're starting to get you know your pinky getting purple and you don't go to the hospital, guess what happens? Your whole hand might get purple. Mm -hmm. So, the thing, the minute you start understanding that you're feeling sad or you're feeling a little bit depressed, I think the best thing to do is to go to a doctor, which the doctor and the hospital would be the church for your, for your, for your, yeah, to be ministered or not even just be ministered, but just maybe get some prayer, dude. Sometimes, sometimes we just have sadness for no reason. Just some, some prayer. And, and I, I think we underestimate the power of God. And mm-hmm. we forget to ask. I mean, I'm not saying go ask prayer for every anybody and from everybody, but for, go to a leader and be like, "Hey, can you pray for me? Like, I need, I need he, I need healing. My soul needs healing, and God can give you that." So I was going to understand that, uh, well, the reason I said this and destroy the temple is because we have to understand that our temple is being destroyed from the inside out. Mm-hmm. So depending on how the inside is, is exactly how the outside is. For example, um, have you seen people that don't care for themselves outside? Like they just yeah. kind of let themselves go. They don't even care what to dress. They don't even shower. Mm-hmm. It's because those people are depressed inside. So uh, you, see, you see what I'm saying where we're going with this? So it We have to take care of our temple from the inside out. It all starts spiritually, and and we have to understand that. If that dies first, sooner or later, our body um, is going to end up uh, following.
2: I think that's actually really well said because if you think about it, if your spirit is fine, you're not going to go and kill yourself physically. But when you're you're inside, like what you're saying is not fine, that's when it starts to show outside. And and it's not even... It's not even... um, have to be suicide it could be like self-harm it could be any any behavior that leads you to thinking i don't want to be here or self-destructive behaviors that that just like lead slowly and slowly and slowly toward this path of suicide um and i think also something that we need to make sure we clarify is what suicide is suicide is obviously when you kill yourself um, mm. But there's also other very harmful behaviors like cutting yourself, mm. people that burn themselves, people that you know like do all these kind of things that they say that it's to make them feel something because they feel nothing or what they are feeling is something that they want to avoid.
1: I, I've I've always been honestly and with all due respect, I've always been I always feel like I don't understand that because as such a, like for example at such a young age of fourteen it's impossible that you don't feel anything like you're so new to so many feelings like can you be really numb like i would actually like i would actually be more inclined to be like trying to help or maybe um, i want to help everybody but what i'm saying like understand a 50 year old that has been married that has felt love that has felt and his wife just decided to to, you know leave him or, or cheat on him like i feel like As a young kid and as a young human being, I feel like you have so much to experience that if you feel insensible at the age of 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, all the way, I think, to 25 to 30, like, like, there's so much to, to, like, dude, guys, like, you haven't even felt, like, true love or true, uh, how does, like, like completeness of, of of your life. You know what I mean? So so just keep in mind that 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 even if you feel like you're insensible to everything, there's a lot of things we haven't felt. Uh, insensible, sorry, it's insensible, not insensible insensitive or okay. So whatever it is, you understand <laughs> what I'm saying, right? So I need you guys to understand that that if you guys are going through this I need you guys to understand that you guys need to go get help and you guys need, you guys need somebody to figure it out with you. Sometimes it's not your parents because your parents might be like ringing the bell in DEFCON 5 and trying to bring you into a mental institution. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is you need God. I think if with Jesus Christ we find his love and with his love fills all our voids uh, to our life.
3: Um, I think it's not only like feeling, not knowing how to feel it's the expectations that sometimes And mostly, like, I grew up with a lot of Hispanic friends. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, the expectations that some parents have for their kids. And it's, like, your 13-year-old or your 12-year-old daughter is not going to understand what you're expecting from her. Like, and then it's, like, she doesn't have control over her life. And the only thing she can do is self-harm because that's the only control she has, Mm -hmm. like, of being, like, this is the only control I have over my body. This is the only control I have in my life. And it's I'm, it's such a touchy subject because it's so easy for us because we have Jesus, we have the Holy Spirit right. that guides us. But some people don't have that. Some mm-hmm. people, like, imagine me, a 13-year-old girl, having to, like, comfort another one. And being like, I don't know what you're going through, but like, the only thing I could do at that age was give her a hug most of the time. Yeah. I knew she was self-harming, but it's, like, it's so hard to, yeah. like, go through things and see those things and ask yourself, why is that? And it's because their childhood is taken away from them. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes they're like, oh, yeah, you. of course they haven't experienced what true love is. They haven't experienced, like, like other feelings, but it's like your parents are putting so much Uh, these things because they they're like oh but I did this when I was 12 and it's like yeah you because you were in a different country your daughter here should be able to like just do her things and just have to take care of chores and that's it Mm -hmm. don't put her to do all your paperwork just because you don't understand yeah like there's some things that kids shouldn't be doing and feeling at a certain age
1: Right. I feel like we have to, as, as parents, we have to understand that that's, 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 we live in a different reality now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I used to hear a lot of people, when a lot of kids come and talk to me, they go like, oh, my dad wants me to go the same thing that he went through. And I feel like that's such a wrong thought. Like, I never, like, I always, even when I teach you guys, I always say, why do I want them to, teach, to learn the same way I learned? That's not what I want. I want you guys to learn Jesus now. Mm-hmm. So by the time you're 30, you guys are twice or three times or four times better than I was. So, uh, so and then that's what happened to Elijah and Elisha, right? Exactly. He he not only had the same anointing that Elijah had, but he had double the, you see what I'm saying? That's what mm-hmm. I'm saying, that uh, even though he was treated a little bit bad, even though he was kind of treated a little bit low, but he knew he was like you are you with me? You're not going to start you're not going to start where I started. You're going to start from my shoulders up and my uncle says that a lot to me. He goes, I want my kids to start from my shoulders up and that's exactly what we kind of forget, right? Also, we have to understand that because I want I to really, be the balance here, right? Also understand that life is a difficult place. Right. It, it doesn't get easier. Well, as you can see, some people that turn 21 and then can look back to 18. It didn't get easier. You just got a little bit stronger. So don't be afraid to to accept some change. Don't be afraid to say, okay, I got to get a little bit stronger at this. Or I got to, like, like, that's what happens to this life, like, I'm 30 years old and I look back when I was 22 I was definitely a loose cannon at 22 I would fight and scream at whoever I needed to and now I'm like more like saying okay I need to watch what I say I need to be careful how I say it like literally I even say sorry before I even start talking sometimes but that's still the things that I understand to to learn also understand to learn if your life is a good life and you are listening just like uh, just like Diane said if you're listening to other 13 year uh, year old's problems most likely than not you're gonna think those are your same problems mm-hmm. at home and they are not your same problems that's why I always say and people get mad at me and people don't like it but you shouldn't be your sharing you shouldn't be sharing your problems with people your same age because they're going through the same stuff And then it's the blind leading the blind, and then we got kids raising kids, and you're wondering what's going on, what happened, why is it that my? Because you guys are going to the wrong places. You gotta go to the adults, and now sometimes, like we said before, it's not your parents. I understand that your parents may not understand, but that's why there's youth leaders. That's why there's people. There's leaders. That's why there's people that that are close to God. And and honestly, I don't choose to be a leader. But God has chosen me to be a leader, and I, and the only thing that I can say and tell you is that I don't have any um, experience in this feeling. But I can tell you what the Bible says. But what the Bible says, and what I've understood is this: that God just can fill all these holes in your life. And honestly, I know you feel like, oh, Danny, that's impossible. And I'm like, I'm telling you that there's a reason why we we are complete with Christ. It's like we're a puzzle, you know, and we're we're. You never feel bad like when there's when you feel when you fill up like a whole puzzle piece, and there's one, mm-hmm. and it's like slowly, right? And that's exactly you are meant to fit in a bigger community, and that's why honestly, I uh, I I've asked God to help me build a community of youth because without this community that we have of love and and going out, and that's why I'm so like. So centered on going out with the youth because if there's no community and people don't like this, how can they even? How can they even be around other people that are Christian? You, you know, you know, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like there needs to be love around brothers and sisters. Go ahead, please.
4: And going off of, and, and what Donnie's saying, um, when going out with people and and sometimes I've heard stories where people like we have a community, right? Was going out for youth and let's say one person is with that group and the group is having fun, you know, we're laughing and joking around and that one person is feeling left out. That mm-hmm. one person is like, oh, but why don't I think it's funny? Or why don't I feel, like, happy right now that everyone else is, is happy with me? You know, we're all enjoying this joy. But, and that's one of the things that causes suicide, what leads it to it. It's all in your brain. It it starts in your head. First, you, the, I, I've always had, like, been her- hearing this example that the devil throws darts at you. Mm, and so he, he does throws it one by one by one by one. And so you start thinking, oh, um, first you're like, oh that's not funny. After you're like, oh I'm not happy.
1: Mm-hmm. Then
4: later it it just um like, develops like snowballs. Yeah, yeah. And then um and then now you're you're saying yourself you're not enough. You're you're telling yourself that nobody likes you. You're telling yourself that you don't belong or that nobody loves you and then then you start feeling like nobody actually loves you and you know it goes on and on and on and that's it it's just so crazy to me on how it how it starts in your mind you know and then um i was seeing this ted talk <laughs> because i was like let me let me search up this topic because i really want to know on um, how it actually is so you know, so I I saw um, this guy. I I forgot what his name was. I didn't even care about his name, but he was just talking about his experience, you know. And then he was saying that in that moment, it that you're in um, you're gonna commit suicide is that you're being stuck in a thought. And then he gave an example, like let's say you're driving, right? And then someone like cuts you, you know. And I I bet that's like the the nastiest thing you could do, and yeah. you get easily mad. And so he was just like imagine being mad and staying mad like over time you will get over it you're like oh like after that it's so funny you know but he was uh, he was saying that when he was committing suicide that he stayed in that thought of being mad and i was like whoa like that's so crazy putting it into a spiritual sense because imagine um you're chained and all the spirits are pulling you and pulling you. Your hands are chained. Your legs are chained. And I remember there was a play that my <coughs> old church did when I, in Elim that there was these people dressed in black. So they're the black spirits. And they had um, the girl chained up. And they were pulling her and pulling her. And she was trying to walk, but she couldn't. She couldn't walk. She she always tried to go through the desert. And that's, that's what I imagine how it feels like, you know, but it's because the those bad spirits, like the spirits, are trying to pull you in. They're trying. They're trying for you to not succeed. Like you're pulling and pulling, but they're pulling back. You know. And like what um, <coughs> what uh, Danny, Giselle, and Diane has said, for you for you to overcome that is going to God, and trust me, guys. <laughs> once you guys you you pray and you tell God like. God, all my steps that I'm taking, all the decisions that I'm making, is through you. Oh my gosh, guys, it's literally going to change you forever, and you start noticing everything that was around you and stuff like.
2: That. What I've noticed also is we keep going back to the same thing that that suicide starts in your way of thinking. Mm-hmm. And what I find so interesting is that that um, the Bible literally says that our tongue has the 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 power of life and death. Mm-hmm. So if you're confessing something and repeatedly comp- confessing it, I'm worthless. I uh, This is like, uh, no one loves me uh, mm-hmm. this and that and this and that. And like, everything is negative. Eventually what you start ministering to your soul is exactly that, that mm-hmm. the worthlessness, the unloved. Uh, it's not true, but that's what you're ministering. So that's what you start to believe. And the only way that you can change that thought pattern is mm-hmm. through metanoia. Yeah. And the the only way that you can find metanoia is through Jesus Christ.
1: And what's metanoia?
2: Metanoia is a change, change of, of mind. mind. Because you can't you can't get rid of these thoughts. You can't get rid of these patterns because they they become like chains. It's it's hard to break a habit once you've formed it. It takes a lot of time, especially if you've been feeling this way for a very long time. It's gonna take a long time to recover. Like yeah. It, it's not just from one day to another. And you know I I, I work with um, people who have. Addictions, right? And what I've found is that all these people use their addiction to get away from their thoughts. Yeah. Right? They can't deal with having to be who they are or deal with the things that they've done or gone through without using some sort of substance. But what's so fascinating, not fascinating, but it's just like it's sad that they... they use drugs, I guess, as a form of self-death because they're no longer in their minds anymore. They're alive physically, but that. mentally, mm-hmm. they're not there.
0: And, you know, I was just thinking about this. I half of the time, like, I, like we use... Well, not we, but people use drugs to substitute, like, the, f- the fact that they have mm-hmm. to face their problems, face their emotions, and face everything. Like, we try... I'm going to just include everybody just so, um, yeah, I've like, we try to like solve our own problems and it's not going to work like that. Like us ourselves, we're not going to be able to have that, um, power to do it by ourselves. That's why we rely on God. And so I was like thinking like, there just like, there's a father of life. There's also a father of death. And that's the, the father, which is the enemy that wants to attack us all the time. But then that comes down to us. Like, what are we feeding ourselves with? Like, what are we listening to? What are, who do we talk to? Like are the people around me, the thinking the same way are they um influencing me to become somebody bad or telling me that i'm somebody bad like it all comes down to that and so like literal suicide is as we all know like physical death but before that physical death there's a um internal death which is where like your spirit is like separated from god and it's it's not um and you just get like stuck there because it's no longer um it's no longer like God's thoughts coming into you, but it's now the enemy's thoughts coming into you, and that's where we have to come to God. And because if you know that He is standing next to you, He who is standing next to you is greater than the, than your battles. He will stand in front of you and face those same battles and give you the strength to go through them. And so that's that's some like I was I think like a few years ago, there was a song that came out and it was like it was like I don't want to be alive. You guys oh. know that song? Yeah, it was like it was like weird, it. dude. It was like it was like by some guy i don't even remember but it was like it was awful dude and i would like hear it and then i was just like like when i was like listening to mundano music i was just like oh this is sick i was like damn like i don't even know what's going on yeah Yeah, this catchy (laughs) and then like as i was singing it i would put it on on replay and then sooner or later i was feeling sad and then i would be like dude like am i worthy of life and I'm like, dude, oh like, you so see?
3: Cool, <laughs> yeah, you
0: see? Like, that's the, like that's why you got to pay attention to what you listen to. Because, dude, I had no reason to be sad. And then I listened to this. And then all of a sudden, it's like, where is your focus on? And who are you giving it to as well?
4: Yeah, and that all comes down to the influences to self-harm and the suicidal thoughts, you know? Like what she said, the music, um, shows, um, movies, and down to your friends. Oh, my gosh, guys. I'm going to tell you this, like, story of, like... Um, in my middle school, it was, like, eighth grade. And I don't remember how it started or anything, but it was, like, a trend to cut yourself. And they... Um, my 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 middle school, like, uh, peers... I wouldn't say friends because they weren't my friends. But anyways, <laughs> their, um, my peers, they would be like, oh, if you really like this person, you have to carve their initials in your hand. Ew. Or they, you have to carve Uh-oh. them... Uh, like, anywhere around your body to actually show that you, like, love them, you can say. And I was, like, bro, like, thinking about it now, it's so crazy because imagine the doors you were opening up and, like, not an innocent trend because you're literally cutting yourself, so yeah. it's not innocent, but, mm-hmm. like, a, a trend that your peers influence you to do, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, in my middle school, everyone was, like, dating everyone. It was disgusting and gross. But... <laughs> <laughs> um what's it called so you'll see (laughs) um these these guys and girls literally their whole hands guys it was like if they had scars and the scars of the initials of people and like they drew it bigger some would be small and like their hands covered and and you're walking in that environment you know you can't stop walking in it because you know it's school you know but you're walking with all these people that have spirits literally on top of them, you know? So that's you gotta be aware of what's in your surrounding and pray all the time. Uh my pa- my my parents always tell me to uh tell God to con la sangre de Jesús de mm-hmm. De mm-hmm. la punta de tu cabeza hasta la, cor- la de la cabeza hasta la de tus pies. Mm-hmm. You know? And so it's like bathing you in the um, blood of Jesus for them to cover you because you know it's it, all these spirits that these, guy, that these guys and girls opened up, they're there and they're around you.
3: Oh, this, it reminds me of um, Elijah and um, the prophets of Baal. So you can see that there was a big issue right there. You know, Elijah did the, this big miracle. He wet the altar and God showed his power. But then when it was time for the prophets of Baal to show what they had that what their God can do supposedly, nothing happened. And how did they claim like to get the attention of the God? They started cutting themselves. And you could see that when you start to self-harm is to get attention from people that you're not getting at home. Mm you're trying to it's a cry for help yeah i'm not trying to say like oh they're attention seekers because it's like it's a sickness is an illness that they have and it's it sucks like me when i have friends that went through it it's like you're like how can i help these people like like you're trying to figure out but then at the same time you're going through your own stuff too Thank God I never, like, caught a spirit where I wanted to self-harm or, like, wanted to kill myself. But sometimes it's, like, at least I would, like, in my ignorance, too, I would be, like, God, let me be their happiness. Let me, like, let them be happy at least when they're with me so they could understand that, like, there's still joy in this world.
1: Yeah, and you know what I was going to tell you guys? That that everything that you guys are saying literally just comes down to to what type of mental health you have you know and and i was reading right here in second and first of corinthians 2 14 it says people who do not have god's spirit do not accept the things that come from his spirit they think that these things are foolish and they cannot understand them because they can only understand with the spirit's help we have the spirit are unable oh my god who's who am i it says, we who have the Spirit are able to make judgments about all these things. But anyone without the Spirit is not able to make proper judgments about us. So listen, this is the one that I want to read. It it says, as the scripture says, who can know what is on the Lord's mind? Who is able to give him advice? But we have been giving Christ's way of thinking. And that's exactly what I'm trying to say. We have to have Christ's mind in our head. And this is, that's what I'm saying, that's what I'm saying, like, I heard somebody say this in a podcast and honestly, it shook me like literally to my core. He was like, they told me he was like, hey, so I heard you were like a very like, um, like angry person. And he goes, yeah, dude, I was, you know, everybody that somebody would tell me something. I would just quickly, you know, spit back, you know, and he told me he like, so well, how'd you change? He was like, so the reason why I changed is God started speaking to me to answer as what God told me I was. And I was like, what do you mean? he was like, yeah, I wouldn't answer. Like, for example, they said, hey, you smell. Yeah, but you suck, right? No, he, he would say, he wouldn't say you smell. And then he would answer as what God told him he was. So if you are loved, if you are called, if you are holy, how would you answer? God bless you. Take care, bro. And he started saying that he changed his way of answering. And that's exactly what we have to do. We have to start understanding what God is and how God has called us. He God called us to be his children. Look, if you guys, if we all weren't worthy to be alive, we wouldn't be alive there's a reason why we're all alive and there's a reason why you're listening to this podcast and there's a reason why your mom forces you to go to church i just wish everybody can understand this and god just god has called us his chosen people god uh has chosen me and you from the trash literally from people that saying Are everybody here who would have expected that we would be here mm-hmm. diane nobody would expect no. it for us to be here dude they, they probably t- saw me as you know the spoiled uh you know apostle son that's never gonna get anything and and, and and now I'm I'm this youth elder that I'm here with you guys and we have like what almost 80 deep in the youth mm-hmm. and we started with 15. Mm-hmm. Like like who are we? Like this this is nothing that I can't do. I didn't do this with my own hands. I can't even, when you even when people tell me, oh Danny, how did you get your, the youth, you know, to get so big and I'm like, I don't know, dude, that's <laughs> God, dude. And I was like, I don't know how to tell them. Like, yeah, like yeah. I was like, I don't know what to tell him. Like, it, I have to understand that I live now by what God God has called me to do. Therefore, if you have this uh, suicidal thoughts, just know that you need Christ in order to know what you are. And that's literally 90% of our problems. Not knowing what we are, not knowing what we are called to do, not knowing uh, as simple as knowing that you're loved. If you just imagine that comfort. Yeah. Your your mom doesn't love you anymore, don't don't worry about it. Your dad doesn't love you anymore, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't worry. Uh, your family, you don't have any more family, it's okay. You have the best family, which is Christ. Amen. And that's why I always say, I, I literally I always and I will never stop saying this, that our church and, and our, our 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 church itself should be in such a loving way that we should be able to replace family. And we have to look at that Right Yesterday I was talking about joy And imagine somebody Comes with no family They don't feel loved And you go Hola hermana Yeah You can sit anywhere No You know You gotta get my la- uh, That's yeah. why I tell you guys When you guys are like meeting new people I always tell you guys I'm like How would you guys feel If somebody would act this way You guys would probably Turn around and say I don't want to be here anymore yeah. Take me away And I I've hope I've translated that to you guys And I said All love no animosity. Even if she looks like she doesn't belong here, she does. Yeah. Her soul belongs here because yeah. she belongs to God.
2: And I think it's also really important that we add um, that feeling this way doesn't mean that like you're undeserving of God or that you should try to hide it or that you uh, something's I mean something's wrong with you and that you, nothing's ever gonna get get fixed. I think it's really important to know that people who have Christ also suffer yeah God didn't call us to, you know to live a happy daisy life you know the the, the walking Christ is full of suffering Jesus suffered and if we're walking in his footsteps then we have to expect that we will suffer as well yeah so when you if you feel this way it's there's no shame in bringing it up to somebody who can help you there's many people in the Bible who suffered. Um, for this cause, and um, it's it's in the Bible it's literally in the bible
0: i can give you an example and elijah like um if you're hearing this and you have like thoughts of suicidal i want you to tell you i want to tell you that god also gives rest to those who feel this way Mm. so um elijah was somebody that wanted to kill himself he was just he told god he was like like i want to die like i'm done you know and what did god do god sent his angels and literally out of like i don't i don't know what it, it was like a rock or something he built like a shade over it a shade where elijah came to rest and then the angels came and brought him food water bread it was like food and they gave him rest and you know god was like okay you want to be sad okay just allow yourself to do a little bit but you gotta continue afterwards like god (laughs) god is a a god who gives life and takes away life it's not our decision to take our life but it's god's decision to take away life
3: oh also job was another Mm -hmm. one that he got depressed too like he got everything taken away from him but something to look up to was that he never cursed God. He cursed himself, but that's also not the right way to do it. Mm-hmm. Because wh- he was ministering to his soul, so, like, death. And that's what he was going to end up doing to himself. Like, he was going to kill himself at right. this point with those words, you know? And we have to learn that even in our mouth, there is power. So, so we have to think about it like we can't be, like, Tearing ourselves down just because of one issue that happened, mm-hmm. we can't be dwelling in the issues, because then that's what takes us to death. Right.
4: And you know, um, there's these verses in Psalms 13, 1 through six, and okay, so bear with me because it's really long. So, but first, let me give you the backstory of um. David, uh, he was actually feeling this way too, but he ended up coming to God, you know, in order for you to revive yourself or for you to, um, for you to get out of that darkness of that hole, you need to come to ask for help. I, I know sometimes it sucks. I, I'm one person that is just like, oh, like I don't like asking for help, you know, like mm-hmm. I want, I want to feel like I did it myself, but no, in these cases, in these certain cases, you need to or else you will fall, you know, and we don't want you to do that. Okay, so reading the ver- the these verses in the ERV version, it says, "How long will you forget me, Lord? Will you forget me forever? How long will re- you refuse to accept me? How long must I wonder if you have forgotten me? How long must I feel this sadness in my heart? How long will my enemy win against me? Lord, my God, look at me and give me an answer." Make me feel strong again or I will die. If that happens, my enemy my enemy, will say I beat him. He will be so happy that he won. But I trust... This is where he comes to God and tells him. But I trust in your faithful love, Lord. I will be happy when you save me. Then I will sing to the Lord because he was good to me. And, and another um, verse in Romans 10, 13, it says... For whoever calls on the name of the Lord in prayer will be saved. Guys, honestly, I know we repeat this over and over again, praying to God or coming to God, but trust me with a 100%, not even 100, like an extent, you know, (laughs) I don't know, 200% that God will fill that burden. I said this in a podcast way back then, but if you don't have, a mother god is your mother if you don't have a father god is your father if you don't have a friend god is your friend he is literally there and you were called to be with him you were called to have a relationship with him you know you have many many benefits in coming to god
0: and i also believe that god is a god of the impossible so sometimes we think like oh i'm never gonna get out of this like like, how is God going to help me when the people around me can't even help me? And let me tell you that God will be the number one person to help you mm. because he will literally console you and just like, you know, just like be there for you, literally, and will change your, literally switch your whole life around. And um, I have a verse for you. It's First Peter 5, 7, and it says, turn all your anxiety over to God because he cares for you. Number one, he cares for you. Somebody, your father cares for you and then the the, the following verse it says keep your mind clear and be alert your opponent the devil is prowling around like a roaring lion and as he looks for someone to devour so what does that mean when you when you are feeling this way how about we turn to god i don't know i feel like sometimes there's like trends going on that they're like oh buy a journal and like write about how you're feeling or like write like write about the worries you had for the day and i'm like how about we don't write and we just speak like let yeah. J- yeah. just let your emotions flow and speak to the one above who can actually give you answers to your problems. And so many of the times I feel like, um, when we think these things that we're not going to be able to get through them, God literally fills you up with the Holy spirit. Because sometimes when we let go of the things we're left with holes, right? Voids. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and how to fill those voids, the Holy spirit comes in because that's all we've known to do. Like maybe that's all you've known to do is just to be sad, just to put yourself down. and, and, there's great news after um, being in this in these thoughts.
4: In the verse Psalms thirty four 7, 17 to twenty, and then I'm gonna skip to twenty two, and it says, "Pray to the Lord and He will hear you. He will save you for all your troubles. The Lord is close to those who have suffered disappointment. He saves the who are He saves those who are discouraged. Good people might have problems, but the Lord will take them all away." He will protect them completely. Not one of their bones will be broken. And then skipping to 22, the Lord saves his servants. All who go to him for protection will escape punishment. I, I feel like sometimes we feel that we're not even worthy to go to the Lord or we're, we're too stuck, like too deep in that hole that we can't climb out. That It's literally one more second and... We're gone. We literally don't want want to be here. And in that TED talk that I was um uh hearing, um the guy he he there was a voice in him every single time he would c- come uh, try to commit suicide. It was it was telling him, are you, why don't you just wait another day, or why um just wait, you know, just wait. But that voice is God telling us that. He can save us coming to God. And that maybe even in that second, you becoming vulnerable to God and telling him, God, I'm here He He already knows how you feel. But the fact that you come to him and tell him and he wants you to go to him and, and tell him that you're feeling this way and it will be resolved.
3: Um, a verse to go along with what you just said is Second Corinthians 12, um, eight and nine. Um, Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And also 10, for the sake of Christ, then I am content with weakness, insult, hardship, persecution, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So what is this? Like even though, yeah, even as a Christian, we go through depressions, we go through anxieties, we go through a bunch of mental health issues, but God but Christ is our rest. He's our grace, and we're able to go through those hardships knowing that Christ has has a solution for everything. Mm-hmm. Sometimes like we let problems get too big it in ourselves like we let them look like they're a big problem but like they're really not Mm -hmm. God has everything under control and God will give you rest if you're if you're still suffering with depression God will give you rest he's gonna tell you okay you need to chill out for a moment and just take your time and talk to me God is always there to listen even if other people are not some people are not, like, well-equipped to listen to, like, other people's problems. They think, oh, no, they're, they're just crazy, they need help, or, like, like, their issues are not that big. But sometimes, to the person, it is. And I get it. Like, I've had so many friends that has gone through that, suicidal friends. I've had friends that almost committed suicide, like, to the point where they were already standing on the balcony, like, about to throw themselves. So it's like sometimes they need to find that rest in Christ.
4: And um, there was an example that Deborah has said, and I and it's it's so like um, it, it goes along um, because she says when you come to a person with a problem that you like Diane said that they probably feel like it's the biggest problem in the in the world, and you're so deep inside the hole, and you come to that person, and they they're like, look. There's literally a rope next to you, you can climb out. And it's literally like that, guys. It's, it's you, uh, sometimes you um, you think this problem or this trial that you're going through, it's the end of the world, mm-hmm. that you can't get resolved or you can't um, solve this, like it's impossible. But in that word, it says, I'm possible, you know? It's, you, there is a way out if you find help in the ministry and to God.
1: Well, guys, this is the first podcast that I didn't talk so much. I'm so happy. I'm so, so happy. Um, But I was going to tell you guys that I honestly, I I, I agree with everything you guys said. And I think um, there was an example that came to my mind right now and it said uh, in Exodus, and it says that Moses was talking to the burning bush and it says he's scared and he doesn't know what to say he goes God let's suppose that I do go to your people and I say that you have sent me and I do want to set them free who should I say sent me and he says something very important he says I am and it says I am who I am and that that is so meaningful and so deep that we have to even study a little bit more because he is our everything he is our help he is our life, he is our love, he is everything for us. Because when we put everything on him, then he actually can fulfill yeah. everything that we put on him. And that's almost like the way you said, almost almost everything we said it continues and literally singles and circles back to Christ. We have to put him in the middle. There's a reason why there's songs saying, you know, um, Jesus in the middle. It's all about Christ. It's because it is. If you put your life around Christ, not Christ around your life, there's a huge difference. Then you can see a change in your life. Um, So, guys, we have literally 40 minutes, which is almost the last, the longest one we've had. But, guys, if this is a blessing, please give it a like, share, review, whatever it is, share on your story, guys. Send it to somebody that maybe needs this blessing. And um, don't forget um, to follow us. Give us a follow. Give us a thumbs up. And follow us on Instagram as well. It's at RedeemLA. And look out for our merch coming out. Take care, guys. God bless.